Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DiBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask each and every single episode, do me a favor, hit that follow, like, subscribe button because of these things called algorithms. Because if you like the show, you have to hit those follow, like, subscribe buttons so others can learn about the show. And what also helps is you, the viewer, the listener, sharing this with other people. Because guess what? There's not too many people out here making content for you, the spirit people, or shall I say, the blue crew and you know what we got to sit there and we got to help one another out right because this is what we do as people so hit that follow like subscribe button and share this with everyone else now like i do each and every other episode as well is i bring in the one who i call the ravishing one she's the one who makes all the little uh two deads the noise effects the the little just put with the as the french would put a little bit of the jonas a little bit of i don't know what it's the one the only the one i call the ravishing one renata how you doing renata i'm doing quite well how you feeling feeling good feeling good so uh tell me uh anything new going on well we've had um a pretty big response from our fans requesting okay. for us to get a Patreon. A Patreon? A Patreon. Wow. Okay. So we're currently working on it. We just have a few more little details to work mm-hmm. out, and it'll be up and running soon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We give you no bullshit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no, that's about it as far as what's going on. Okay, well, there you go. You heard it here, the Boo Crew. Uh, we're we're going to start a Patreon sooner than, you know, sooner than later. We just want to work out the minor details as it is and make sure everything's on point because, you know, uh, if you're happy, I'm happy. And, you know, in my world, a happy wife makes a happy life or shall we say a happy spouse makes a happy house. Uh, that's something everybody here should try to remember so uh what do you think about this episode that we're going to do this evening i think this is going to be a really good episode i also think it's a necessary episode it's Mm. one of the top decks in modern and i think that the boo crew will -hmm. need to know how to beat it yeah i think it's a moral imperative and let me begin by saying the deck i mean obviously you hit the thumbnail right if you're listening or watching you're like oh do i come on we know it's it, is it murktide now if you don't know and you've been living under a rock and just saying hey you know when are you going to get back to modern because we've done a lot i'm going to be quite sincere we focused focused heavy into pioneer right because guess what we want to make sure you're ready you're prepared you know going to your lgs or doing mtgo so you can get to part of that uh, pro tour because uh, there's some people who are very competitive like myself who try to go that way and others that are like hey, i just like to play my deck and you know i'm gonna be casual but i i want to have a competitive feel now we're back in modern today and in the modern is it Merktide? is a tier one deck now personally i believe spirits and every single spirit deck is a uh, tier one deck now others will be like dwight you're, you're you've lost your mind you bumped your head maybe but i think spirits has all the answers we just haven't gone through our roller decks or gone through our file system to go 
hey, maybe this will work or maybe that will work. I think we need to, as the spirit community, we need to go back and dig deep into what we have to potentially find the victory, which I will show you the keys of victory today. But Merktide isn't Merktide, is at 10% of tier one, 10%. That's huge. That's an alarming rate. But the win rate is like 55, 56%. So the deck is beatable. The deck is 100% beatable. It's just trying to figure out the ways and the methods to get there, right? Well, let's, let's, let's think about is it Merktide, right? What it is, honestly, is nothing more than a tempo deck. Like every other tempo deck, you know, it plays quick and then slightly fizzles, but un it, there's a huge difference here. Where it doesn't fizzle is that it plays a lot of card draw, a.k.a. cantrips. That's the problem that we have in the spirit community, where we're desperate. We, we need card draw because we love our creatures. They do something that no other creature tribe does, and it's protect their own. Now, I was going to say they fly, but now we have angels that are coming around. Now they're stealing our thunder. Basically, they fly and they gain life. For us, they fly, our, our spirits, what they do is they fly and protect their own. Now, if we look at is it Murktide in the early game, what they like to do is attack their opponents and put them on their back, on their back foot, put them on the heels, especially one particular monkey. And I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat that monkey up. I don't like monkeys to be specific. I, I got bit by one in Latin America when I was 12 years old, but that's not a different story. But with that being said, once if we can handle the monkey and other creatures early, I think we can, you know, weather the storm, start playing our creatures, do what, what we have to do, and we will get our victory. Now, in the late game, they have one finisher, one major finisher. And it goes by Merktide. Let's put, let's be honest with you. So in their deck, basically, what they do is try to beat you up early, make you worry about the early game. They try to control it or burn your creatures out, and then here comes Merktide Regent. Now, I, I, I sold several deck lists, and this is my version. This is my deck list that I created because there's some difference different variations out there and this is what i personally would do with the merc type deck so ravishing why don't we bring up the deck list right now for me and here it is merc, my my version of is it merc tide okay it's very it's going to be very comparable and i'm going to tell you where you're going to see difference honestly is in the sideboard and in the creatures now let's look and i'm going to explain real quick right now my version is running 13 creatures very comparable to what they're doing they're running four ragavan nimble pilfer of course why one day that it, that's an evil monkey then you got three dragon rage channeler and then three ledger shredder now this is where the variation comes in some people like to put in four dragon rage channeler and just two ledger shredders or they do vice versa where they put in two dragon two dragon dragon raid channelers aka darcy and then four lead shredders i put three and three because to me uh to me it just makes more sense that way then finally three murktide region i've i've seen some decks they play four but realistically i think it's overkill with as much you know card draw aka cantrips 
you really don't need it. Now, they're running four uh, Sorcery Speed uh, Expressive Iteration. Now, this is a card that actually got banned in Modern, and by no surprise, it should have been banned in Modern. I'm sorry, in Pioneer. I stand corrected. In Pioneer got banned. But surprisingly, it's not getting banned here in Modern. Why? Because there's a lot of answers. There's always answers. Now, if we look at the instance, they're running 20 instants. Four Consider, four Unholy Heat, three Lightning Bolt, two Spell Pierce, four Counter Spells, and three Arc Likes Charms. See the Burn Encounter? We're going to get more into that. And, and Card Draw, too. And then Artifact, we got four Mishra's Bobble. Well, if you know anything, and if you remember the good old days of Loris, Mishra found the home. Mishra's Bobble itself found the new home. It's kind of sucks. Now, surprisingly, which may surprise people is that I put 19 lands and because there's so much cantrip going on, they're drawing card and drawing and drawing and drawing that this deck really plays at a two to three mana speed, even though they got the Murktide Regent. And if we're going to look at the Murktide Regent in a bit, and you're going to see why realistically, you don't really have to worry too much about mana in this deck. But they're running 19 lands, one Aurora Soaring City, two Fiery Islet, three Islands, two Polluted Deltas, three Steam Vents, two Flooded Strand, four Aspire Bluff Canals, and then two Scalding Tarn. I don't know about you, but if anybody playing this, eh, that's, that's some cha-ching. That's some money right there. It's not as expensive as a, a money pile, but it's, it's still a pretty penny. Then finally, the sideboard. Now, the, there's several cards here that do bother me. One is a Mangus, uh, Mangus of the Moon, obviously, because, you know, we're spirits. We don't like our land base turning into uh We don't like our land base turning into mountains. Then you got Subtlety and eh, Fury. Let me just tell you, tell you I, I dropped my pen because Fury bothers me a lot. Jace the Mind Sculptor, eh. Engineered Explosives can cause problems can cause problems with us then you got two unlicensed hearst really does nothing for us Two dress down eh. one blood moon just like the magus of the moon does bother me a little bit fluster storm no eh. and then two mystical dispute why why would it bother me i don't know because you know our spirits deck uh azorius or bant in modern eh. it does cause some problems uh we're going we're gonna to touch more base in here. So now what I want to do in the next slide, I'm going to show you the early creatures that they tend to play. And Ravishing, if you don't mind, it, here, here it is. You have They have Ragavan, the Nimble Pilfer. They're playing Dragon Rage Chandler, and then they got the Ledge Shredder. Now, unfortunately for us, okay, the monkey is honestly the key number one problem that I have in this deck. The reason why is, fortunately, it doesn't have haste. We're thank God. But if you read, I love Ravishing Read, but when she reads this, I want you to, you know, I'm going to make some key points here. Ravishing, go ahead. Whenever Ragavan Nimble Pilfer deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token and exile the top card of that player's library. Until end of turn, you may cast that card. Now, it has dash. Uh, you know, a generic and red. Realistically, they 
they can play that in the late game. I've rarely seen it done. And that's when it has haste. But realistically, they like to play it turn one. Now, as it said, when it deals damage to a, a player, they create a treasure. Well, that gives them mana. That's bad for us. Then on top of that, they take the top card of the library and go, ah, uh, you know, I just might play this on my turn. And it could be anything. And for spirits, because the fact that we're playing blue, it could assist them along the way. Now, this evil little monkey, who I would love to just beat up and spank and so on and so forth, is where the trouble leads. Now, people go, well, how about Dragon Rage Chandler? Dragon Rage Chandler is almost as bad. It's almost as bad, but it takes a little bit to get there. Ravishing, why don't you read Dragon Rage Chandler for us? Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, surveil one delirium. As long as there are four or more card types among cards in your graveyard, Dragon's Rage Chandler gets plus two, plus zero, has flying, and attacks each combat if able. Now, surveil means you look at the top, you look at your card, top card of your library, and you can put it in your graveyard. Okay, not bad, right? Oh, but if it's a, uh, I believe a non-creature, oh, it gets plus one, plus one. I believe so. I, I got to verify that. I may be 100% wrong, but it filters and it helps out the delirium. If you could throw cards, I'm sorry. No, that's cask, uh, so, uh, uh, connives that I'm thinking that, but it helps them filter delirium. It helps them get their delirium when they cast non-creature spells that's an issue and the fact that this creature becomes a two uh gets plus two plus oh and flying it makes it a three one flyer now you know when it comes to spirits we're gonna go well you know three one i'll block it yeah it sucks that i gotta lose a spirit but i'll block it and then finally, Lead Shredder. Lead Shredder is a generic in the blue, a 1-3 uh, bird advisor flyer. Whenever a player casts their second spell, each turn, Lead Shredder con uh, uh, connives. Draw a card, discard a, uh, a card from your hand. If that card is a non-land card, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Now notice how it said, it said whenever a player casts their second spell. That doesn't mean just them that also means me the opponent a lot of people have been missing out on this card and there's a reason why this is a 25 dollar card right now on tcg player and uh uh rest in peace uh channel fireball but this is the early game and realistically i'm going to be quite sincere with you i played against this deck a lot and I'm, I'm a good friend of mine nick he he tends to be a uh, uh the death shadow player he loves this deck and i went toe-to-toe -to -toe with him this past weekend and i found myself on my heels because of ragavan now once i was able to block ragavan i was able to compose myself i was like about what 12 life deep you know, and I'm like, okay, how do I turn the tide around? And I was able to, I started turning the tide. I was able to, you know, see the finish line. I was able to see the victory. 
So realistic and honestly, worry about Regavan. Regavan's an issue. Lead Shredder, it's going to be an issue, and you need to handle it, and I'm going to tell you the key cards that you're going to be able to handle it. Or what the hell? I'll tell you right now. The one of the key cards that you're going to need to handle it right now is Skyclave Apparition, and consider also Spell Queller. Get rid of that guy, the Lead Shredder. Dragon Rage Channeling, don't worry about it. You can block it. That's not a problem. Ragavan is the number one issue. Now let's go to the next slide, which is cantrips. Let's look at these wonderful cantrips. We're going to start with the Artifact of Zero. That's right, Artifact of Zero. They're putting four in there. Sacrifice Mishra's Bobble. Look at the top card of Target Player's Library. Draw a card. And at the beginning of your next, uh, sorry, you may draw a card at the beginning of uh, your next turns. Next, Jesus. Next turns. Upkeep. Jesus. Tongue twister and a half. No wonder Bishra is no longer alive. But for zero mana, oh, I sacrifice it right away. I get to draw a card. And I get to look at a player's top of their their library. Hmm. Uh, how's that a bad thing? Oh, it's not. That's right. Because, oh, I can play this as a non-creature spell. And, oh, that's right. It doesn't it help out a lead shredder. Oh, doesn't, once this goes into the graveyard, doesn't it help out Darcy? Starting it out there. Consider. One blue, an instant. Look at the top card of your library. You may put that card in your graveyard. Draw a card. Well, gee, uh, didn't I just mention it just helps out those two creatures from before? Expressive iteration, a blue and a red, a sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them in your hand. Put one of them on the bottom of your library. And then you may put one in exile. Doesn't really help in a sense, exile, but it helps out one key card. And that's the finisher, which we will get to in a little bit. These are the key cards that I would tell you, don't worry about, you know, countering. You got to deal with the creatures. The creatures are the main issues, not these cards. And we're going to look now at the finisher. The finisher is what? Merktide Regent. So let's bring up the next slide, Ravishing. And here it is. Merktide Regent. Five, two blue, a dragon. Three, three. Now you're going to go, huh, Dwight, kidding me? A seven mana dragon, a three, three. That thing is a piece of excrement. No, 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 no. Let's look deeper, shall we? It has delve. Look, you know, each card you exile from your graveyard while casting this card pays for one generic mana. So say if they have five cards in the graveyard, oh, I'm going to exile these cards, and now I'm paying two mana for the Merktide Regent. Now this pesky dragon flies. Okay, let's read the next card. So this thing has four separate abilities which sucks, or four lines of text that really bother the hell out of me. First is the Delve, which makes it cheap to come into play. Number two, it flies. As a person who plays Evasion, I don't like the flying. Then, let's see, Merktide Regent enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter for each instant or sorcery exiled with it. As we saw, ladies and gentlemen, aren't we playing instants and sorceries here as cantrips? Oh, they're removing them? So I can delve them, and because I exiled them, they get plus one, plus one. So say if I exile five, oh, this stupid dragon becomes an 8-8? Eight, eight? Holy crap. Then, at the end, whenever an instant or sorcery card leaves your graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on Merktide Regent, which, 
realistically and honestly how we're going to exile oh that's right expressive iteration which allows us to do that and one key card that i will tell you that i tell you that it, for keys of victory you need to put it in your sideboard but the problem is if you put it in you put it in play at the wrong time this creature gets bigger now you're gonna go jesus christ Dwight, how can we win it's there's victory here i'm telling you there's 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 keys to victory coming up but now it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Before the dawn, there's always the darkest of uh, darkest of night. Now let's look at the creature removal they have. I'm ravishing the next slide, please. And here you go. Lightning bolt. The tried and true trusty lightning bolt for three mana. Oh, sorry, one mana. And they got three in there. Then they got unholy heat. One man as well. Unholy Heat deals two damage to target creature or plane, uh, planeswalker. Woo! Who cares? But it has delirium. Oh, that means it deals four damage instead, where four or more cards from among them are in the graveyard. So it does goes from just two, and it doubles because you have delirium. Yeah, that 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 somewhat sucks. The best part is that fortunately it kills a creature, not it doesn't hit your opponent directly in the face. But we have answers here. Didn't I say spirits protect them wrong? Then finally, let's look at their control package. Ravishing. There it is. Spell pierce, counterspell, arc mage's charm. Now, spell pierce bothers me a little bit because of the fact that realistically i want to use this against them but i can't because guess what i'm not going to run this it makes no sense for me to run this and makes no sense for them this is a dead card in their hand in their deck against us the spirit player with the exception of i don't know aether vial and if you're playing bant uh maybe uh coco then you got counterspell Tried and true, the classic from back in yonder, back in yesteryear, counterspell. Counters everything. With the exception of, you know, protection from, you know, things that can't be countered. Then Archmage's change, uh, Charm, where you get to choose one. You counter target spell? Okay. That's more than likely what they're going to do. They can draw two cards, which would suck for us. Or gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less which I hope is not my mausoleum wanderer, my uh, spectral sailor, or shall I say uh, my ether vial, because I desperately need my ether vial, especially against this deck. And then finally, the lands. Ravishing, if you don't mind. And here it is, Ottawa, Soaring City. Oh, they get to return and bounce something back. Okay. Now, the worst part is that it just gets a little bit better because of the stupid monkey. It's really, honestly, the only legendary creature they have. So they're paying three to return. Okay, it's not that bad. But the part they love is the card draw. And that's why Fiery Islet is here. Because the fact that they pay one, they tap it. Oh, they sacrifice the thing. And now they get to draw a card. The Horizon Land. The red-blue Horizon Land makes its appearance. 
as I said, ladies and gentlemen, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I'm going to give you my hot take. I'm going to show you my keys to victory. And here it is. Shall we? Ravishing. Oh, what's this? Ravishing. What, what, what do we have here? Um, we have launched our online MTG ectoplasm merch store. Mm-hmm. We have currently right now we have our three t-shirts and some coffee mugs. They come in all sizes and colors for men and women. You can find them at www.mtgectoplasm.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So come and get your hot merch. Uh, a lot of you requested it. Hey, I want to support you. Hey, I want to wear this at my, you know, at my FNM uh, when I go to CommanderCom, uh, CommanderFest, so on and so forth, or the, the SEG events. I want to support you. I want to show my love for spirits in the spirit tribe, or, you know, you being part of the brew crew. So come join us at mtgectoplasm.com. We got shirts for men and women, all sizes, and support it. We got the MTG Ectoplasm shirt, the MTG Ectoplasm irl show and then gameplay it's a show that i do here and there and we've only done one episode we're going to get back to that uh once i come back from my surgery i'll talk about that in a future episode so now ladies and gentlemen now that we brought that there we're going to talk about my hot take and here it is here's my hot take ready ravishing oh look at that I, i love that so in my hot take I have here in my formerly chuckly stained fingers because I did eat a, a, a brownie. I have my crystal ball. And I'm looking deep into my crystal ball. Now, I know many of you are like, oh, Dwight, this is getting cheesy. I was like, I know. I, I asked the wife. I wanted some uh, dry ice, some smoke, some glitter. So, you know, so, woo, per- so this is my way of doing it, right? Because I'm a medium, right? I'm supposed to possess the magical power to look deep into the cosmos and give you the keys of victory so here it is i see the keys of victory and the keys of victory are what and ravishing will pull them up now turn that off all right now you're gonna go dwight how is this key to victory you got muslim wanderer rattle chains and shackle geist how is this keys to victory before you start going (laughs) No laughing here, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is this is not well. It could be a comedy show if you want it to be, but realistically, you know, this the goal here now, ladies and gentlemen, is make our opponents feel. That's the goal right now, and here's the key to victory. Ready? My hot take is this: you throw out Mausoleum Wanderer turn one, or you know, uh, a Spectral Sailor turn one. They're gonna be nervous. Reason why is they're going to want to blow up that first creature they see on the board. And why? And why, you may ask? Hmm, because the fact of Ragavan. Realistically, they're not going to put in Darcy turn one. They're going to sit there and play Ragavan turn one so they can end up getting the treasure token and then seeing what, what's coming up uh, on top of your library. So potentially for them to sit there and play the card. Now, I will tell you, on turn one, and if you're on the play, do not be afraid if you have Spectral Sailor just to play your land and hold. Let them attack. Play the Spectral Sailor and then declare your blocker. Why? Because they're going to be like, oh, well, I thought thought that was 
but the board state was clear. Well, the board state was clear, but now my spectral sailor is taking down your stupid monkey. My my pirate beat your pirate. That's right, damn it. But Mausoleum Wanderer is one of these cards that is it merc type, it bothers them. And the reason why is because it counters instants and sorceries. This is an instant sorcery deck that they use against us to build up their forces. And we have a Mausoleum Wanderer to stop that. Forget about it. This is one way of sitting there and making them go, uh, 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 what do I do? Uh, uh. Number two, Rattle Chains. That's right. I'm looking at the key cards in our deck. It doesn't matter if it's Bant or Azorius. Rattle Chains. You're going to go, Dwight, why Rattle Chains? Uh, I don't know, because they have Unholy Heat and because they have Lightning Bolt. Come at me, bro. Come at me, sis. Go ahead. Try to take out my creatures. Guess what? I have Rattle Chains. Oh, my creatures now have Hexproof. Now that, now that you did that, now you try to be slick with me, now all my spirits are got flash, and they're going to come in now at the end of your turn. And from this point on, I'm just going to be smacking you over and over and over again. And then God forbid, if I let a Merktide region onto the battlefield, that's why I have my next ace in the hole, Shacklegeist. That's right. Unfortunately, it sucks where the fact that uh, I can only block creatures with flying. Okay. But if I have two spirits, him, uh, him or her, or, and another spirit, oh, I tap that. Guess what? Murktai region is that you do no damage. Your finisher finishes nothing. It's sitting there having a cup of coffee like I am going, eh, I wish I could do some damage, but I'm doing nothing because I'm here, sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Now, when it comes to Bant with these cards, do not be afraid to put them out quickly. I know some of you are going, well, you know, Noble Hierarch, you know, I really, I'd like to play Noble Hierarch early. I'm going to be honest with you. Noble Hierarch, as much as I love Noble, Noble Hierarch, it's a zero one creature. Realistic is a zero one. You put that out there. Oh, it blocks and it does nothing to Ragavan. But you got Coco. And that's good because you get to vomit out your creatures expeditiously. And when you do that, what happens? You turn the tide and put them on your back foot. The secret against this, realistically, is play your creatures out quickly and make them feel uncomfortable. Make them come after you. And like I said before, spirits protect their own. That's why you have selfless spirit. That's why you have rattle chains. That's the reason why you have mausoleum wander. That's why you have uh, spell queller to sit there and protect your crew, the boo crew. I promise you start smacking them over and over quickly, quickly over, over and over again. They're going to go, well, uh, okay, I, I'll put in Darcy. Fine, come at me with Darcy. I'll block with one of my guys. That's not, that, I have no fear with no worry with that. Especially, ladies and gentlemen, if you have uh, Moreland Hunt, especially in Azores, if you have Moreland Hunt, okay, one of my creatures go down. Oh, guess what? I'll get rid of the creature card that's in my graveyard, put a little 1-1 one -one onto the battlefield. Okay, I blocked the Ragavan. I blocked the Darcy. Your little smidget creatures are doing nothing, my friend. Nothing. Now, some of you are going, well, that's great, Dwight. That's great. Thank you for sharing with me how to kick the rest with the main deck. How about the sideboard? What key cards would you consider putting in the sideboard? And this goes for Azorius and Bant. Ravishing, and here it is. Now, I know somebody like, really? Burton Forge Thunder? Why not? Why not? 
Let me just tell you, this is a key card that Dr. Quella used to believe in all the time when he used to sit there and go against Burn. If it's good enough for Burn, why wouldn't it be ready for this deck? Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, last time I checked, Darcy itself is a creature on the ground unless it has what? Delirium. This creature has protection from red. What is Raghavan? A creature that is red has protection from red. It's a 1-1. One, one. Oh, you're telling me I get to block these creatures? You bet your back end I'm uh, protecting my creatures. And then on top of that, sacrifice. Okay, uh, Burnington Forge Tender. Prevent all damage from a red source of your choice that would be done this turn. Okay, so they're going to lightning bolt me. Oh, no. Guess what? Not today, my friend. Not today. Now, this is one key card that I tell you they hate. But at the same time, you play it incorrectly, and it's your back end. It's your ass. And it's rest in peace. Rest in peace reads, whenever rest in peace enters the battlefield, exile all cards from all graveyards. Oh, so you're telling me the thing that happens with delirium no longer happens? Uh-oh. You're telling me that uh, with uh, Mark Tide Regent, that doesn't happen? They can't, they, can't, they can't use Delve because there's nothing there? Uh-oh. They can use the cantrips, but all the cantrips go into the graveyard, and then they're exiled, and they do nothing? Uh-oh. You know what happens to your opponent? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Crickets. Absolute crickets. They do nothing. Nothing but twiddling their thumbs. That's delicious. Now, some of you are going to go, rest in peace, really? I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Path to Exile? There's some of you still playing Path to Exile. I, this is a card. Oops. Uh, it, this is one of the cards that I'm like, you know what? I don't have in my main, uh, in my sideboard at the moment. Uh, there's other cards that I prefer, but I can understand why some would like to bring it back. And especially against Mark Tide Regent. If that thing becomes, you know, let's say an 8-8, eight, eight, a 7-7, seven, seven, let's just go with a 6-6. Six, six. A flyer? It, that can be really troublesome for spirit deck. Why? Because Skyclave Apparition can't do nothing to it, and neither can Spell Queller because it's a seven-mana creature. That sucks. Now, one key card that I don't have up here is Kira. I love Kira in this matchup, and this is something that I actually put in my sideboard. Just one Kira. Because why? Is because it counters the first spell of every uh, anybody trying to target my creatures. Okay, I'm not gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna complain about that. And the fact that it's a spirit, that's the piece of resistance. That's great. But I ended up putting this this spirit in here, because the fact that they're trying to play spells quickly, expeditiously, asap, and that's the way to guess the guess the best way to sit there and screw them over is with Eidolon of the Rhetoric. It's two generic and a white, a 1-4 spirit creature. And it says each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. So what happens to the Ledge Shredder? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, they got a problem here. That cantrip? Oh, all they were able to do was play one cantrip. Uh-oh. sucks 
Oh, you're going to play that cantrip or you're going to play a creature? Oh, that's right. You're only running 13 creatures and only three of them are your finishers. Mm. And you don't have what you need. Mm. Sucks to be you, my friend. Me and the brew crew have your answers. We got it for you. And we have enough for you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to me, MTG Ectoplasm at Twitter, or you can email me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. What do you think? Am I wrong? Am I full of boo sheet? Am I full of boo sheet? Or was I able to go deep into my crystal ball and see the victory, the keys to victory? Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this deck, yeah, maybe 10% of the meta. Okay, be honest with you. It's 10% of the meta. 50, it's like 55% of the victory. But you're telling me us, the spirit crew, don't have answers? Didn't I say to look back in our past? Where's Kira? Why is nobody using Kira right now? Everybody wants to use the, the remorseful cleric. That's great. That's a great card. But unfortunately, it due to creature removal, eh, it's a myth card. Rest in peace is a better card. A card that most people didn't even consider Eidolon of the Rhetoric. There's a lot of decks out there that are being, uh, that you have to use, uh, they, they, they play multiple spells on one turn. Why are we not considering this, ladies and gentlemen? It's time for us to go look at the old files and go, hey, we need to pull back the curtain and see what we have. And it doesn't matter if it's Azorius or Bant. The keys are victory there. We just got to align ourselves and find it. It's easy for people to come in and go, oh, I play Spirits now because it's a fun, you know, fair deck. And then I'm just going to jump over here because this is the better deck right now. Well, guess what? Better decks get beat all the time because people find the answers. And hopefully I found some of the answers for you. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, and especially when it comes to this deck, the Is It Merktide deck, make sure they say, that's Bushi.